0: What are the new proposals for the European Union's circular economy framework? And why is the EPA launching a civil inquiry against the Louisiana Department of Health? Hey y'all, welcome to the Climate Recap from the Sphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with some news pertaining to the Ukrainian crisis. Russian President Vladimir Putin's former chief economic advisor recently suggested that a full embargo on oil could stop the Russian-Ukrainian war. The European Union imports 40% of its gas and 27% of its oil from Russia. And now we dive straight into climate victories. On March 30th, the European Commission took aim at throwaway culture, publishing new proposals at the end of March designed to make sustainable products the new norm. It adopted a circulatory economy framework in 2020, and these proposals flesh it out further. A circular economy is a model that reuses all of its materials in products to minimize waste and mineral extraction. This involves making products more durable, repairable, and recyclable. It also bans planned obsolescence, which is when a company purposely produces products that break down easily so people can buy more. The proposals include a circulatory economy action plan and plans to make almost everything more eco-friendly, circular, and energy efficient throughout its life cycle. It will also require manufacturers to disclose the environmental impact and recyclability of their products with what they call a digital passport. If these new proposals are not vetoed by the European Parliament and Council, they could go into effect as early as the end of this year. This would be a big deal. On Thursday, Sweden became the first country in the world to include consumption-based emissions in its climate targets. It will now look at all emissions made by its imports in order to get even that part of its emissions to net zero by 2045. The Global Carbon Project calculated that when abroad emissions are included, they account for about 60% of Sweden's emissions. In the United Kingdom over the weekend, some gas stations ran out of petrol as climate activist group Just Stop Oil, an offshoot of the Extinction Rebellion, disrupted oil terminals in Warwickshire, Hertfordshire, and Essex. The UK environment minister said the group was wrong to do that. What do you think of this form of protest? Several thousands of Extinction Rebellion activists demonstrated in London this weekend as well. Over in the U.S., the Environmental Protection Agency launched a civil rights inquiry into the Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality and the Louisiana Department of Health. The EPA wants to investigate whether these agencies informed residents of the St. John of Baptist Parish about the health impacts posed by hazardous air emissions from a local chemical plant and other sources. The parish is in what is called Cancer Alley, a place in Louisiana and nearby states surrounded by chemical plants. Residents in this area have the highest rate of cancer in the nation, and residents are largely people of color. The EPA was called to act on this long-lived issue after Earth Justice and the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law filed a complaint claiming the agencies were violating Title VI of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which bars groups from discriminating based on race, sex, or national origin in programs receiving federal financial assistance. No climate fails today. Instead, we have a piece of chemical news. Air pollution in urban areas in the tropics is getting worse fast and will lead to hundreds of thousands of premature deaths as a result, according to a new study from the University College London. In many megacities, pollutants increase about 8 to 14 percent each year, which is three times higher than the national or regional increase rates around. The vast majority of pollutants come from the residential and industrial sectors. Okay, let's end today with a high note. There could be 26 million plug-in electric vehicles on the road by the end of this year. For comparison, we hit 1 million in 2016. This is a lot of exponential growth. And that was your climate news for today. If you like the work I do, please give this a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Beckosphere Climate Corner on YouTube. Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.